You're listening to a podcast from Capital 100.4 FM. The Zimbabwe Coalition on Debt and Development, Zimcod, brings you interactive government. This is when citizens ask and the government answers. Zimcod, investing in people for social and economic justice. Well, welcome to our interactive government where we discuss the strides that the government is taking to improve lives of your of Zimbabweans, uh, you and your loved ones. And this is where the government interacts with you, the listener as well. We host, as always, the permanent secretary in the Ministry of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting Services, who is Mr. Mangwana. Today's edition and uh, several episodes to follow are proudly Sponsored by Zimcode, the Zimbabwe Coalition on Debt and Development. Mr. Mongwana, good morning. Uh, good morning, Rumbi. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. The pleasure is all mine, So we, we spoke and they listened now. The 30 minutes have happened. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, today you caught me when I'm elsewhere out of town. So oh, I, no. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, so the Zimbabwe Coalition on Debt and Development have been running uh, a campaign, hashtag how far, with questions on how mega deals have gone and government in response is responding with hashtag this far. So when we're talking about mega deals, we're looking at uh, the likes of the Arcadia Lithium Mine, uh, which has been completed, the Great Dyke Platinum, which has also been completed, Wange Power Extension, almost complete, the new Parliament Building, also almost complete and the rgmi airport expansion also uh, almost complete so mr mangwana on the 3rd of september this campaign started this hashtag how far seeking accountability from government on various social economic policy issues what has the government response been to this campaign well we're very we're a very reflective government we try by all means to proactively give information to the citizenry and um, obviously the Zimbabwean voters and stakeholders at large. What we, in, how we interpreted um, the campaign when it started was that, oh, there must be some information deficit. It means our proactive release of information has to be beefed up a little bit more so that we fill that information gap. This we did despite the fact that we are aware that there is an act of parliament called the Freedom of Information Act, which any citizen can invoke to get information of whatever nature they want from government. Very little information is privileged and cannot be released. Most of the information that's out there can be released for citizens to be informed. Um, And you can appreciate that... um, even though we do proactively release information, the level of information or data and content produced by government is voluminous. And you can't just uh, reel it out like, you know, um, there is no tomorrow. But what you do is to see where people are interested. Then obviously there are those peculiar situations where one is interested in a particular set of information or a section of the media is interested in another particular set of information and they make an our freedom of information application which is very simple it's just completing a form submitted to the right department or the, the ministry and that information will be given to them 
So we were aware of that phase, all this in place. And obviously, um, <laughs> we saw the billboards. The billboards were kind of annoying um, to me. Uh, why, one, why, why, okay, why would you say that? Why are they annoying? It, it'll be annoying. Um, number one, if you just put a billboard out there, how do you expect somebody to respond by graffiti? Do we come in and put, put the answer on the graffiti there? Because even if you put a billboard there and I respond, that how far will remain, even though I've given a response and I've given a response and I've given a response. That, that billboard will be there because you're not going to put a billboard there for two, for, for two minutes, two days, two hours, even sometimes not two, not two months. So it will remain asking a question that has been answered so many times. So other than defacing our landscape, I don't know what value it has, but obviously there is a bit of um, the grandstanding value that's there. So we, we, we do appreciate that. There is also the bit of um, self-promotion that comes with whoever um, is the owner or is the lessee of the billboard space. But that's besides the point. The substantive issue is the citizenry, if it's the citizens, um, the citizenry is asking for information and we have a responsibility to give that information and we are giving it the information. Thank you for that. It, it just begged the question in my mind that, okay, for, for future purposes maybe, what would be the ideal way to communicate these issues? Uh, perhaps you could just give us um, a quick rundown of how perhaps a, a diplomatic uh, or, or a diplomatic uh, reaching out should be done uh, or in terms of actually putting a message across better. I think, okay, in the first place, like I said before, the... We probably need to do a little bit more as a Minister of Information to ensure that people do use the Freedom of Information Act. I've worked under that uh, act in other uh, jurisdictions and countries. It's a very effective piece of, of legislation because it's there for two primary reasons. Reason number one is for transparency and accountability. Then reason number two is for citizens to be able to assert their rights. So those are the two primary reasons why that act is there. But since we put the act over, well over a year ago, in the Ministry of Information, we haven't received a single request for information. Not one. And, and the same applies to a number of departments. Probably in the world of government, there's received maybe four or five requests for information. And um, it, it, it speaks to um, the citizenry not knowing the tools at their disposal. So you don't need to really make noise when you can just walk in and say, yeah, I, I need this information. Can you give me give me information about what was discussed in this particular meeting on such and such a day in this ministry? Can I have that information? And it, the, the exceptions which we have at our disposal to say, no, you can't have this information, are very limited, which are mainly the national security issues. That all, unfortunately, that information is a national of a national security nature. You can't have it. But very little information is of that nature. So all these questions that people are asking, they can easily ask them. And, well, this platform is very helpful, I would say, because, obviously, it's, it speaks to, to a mass of people rather than uh, two individuals or, you know, one person who wants this information. Because now we are broadcasting to many citizens who are now getting, their resp- uh, getting some of the things that may have been arguing in their mind, but which uh, they, had, they didn't know they, had, um, they could get access to that information.
Very important that uh, they know where to go. It may have actually been a case of them not knowing where to go, but thank you for shedding so much light. Um, Zimcode has since acknowledged the commitment that has been made by the government through various means and by individuals, including yourself, Mr. Mangwana, to respond to some of the issues that have been raised. However, the organization noted with concern that there's a selective approach that's been adopted by the government in responding to these issues as more attention was given to the mega deals inquiry. What would your comment be uh, to this? No, they are they are mistaken, and I'm sure they are sincerely mistaken because they are. I'm sure they are coming from a good place. Their mistake is that they believe that um, we spend the whole day on social media looking at questions and then responding to them. No, I, I will speak for myself in, in the first instance. I'm an administrator. I'm a CEO of a ministry, so I run the ministry. The intricacies of the whole ministry. That's my job. Twitter is just another way of interacting, but that's not the be-all and end-all of what I do on a daily basis. Like I told you right now, I'm at a strategic workshop um, for the ZBC in Gueru. Yet I've stood, I mean, I've talked to the car to, in order to, to have this conversation, but in, in the next 20 minutes, I would be doing something completely, and I will not be available until probably close to the end of the day. Whenever I sneak in a moment, because I love Twitter, I would probably sneak in a tweet, which I will do very fast sometimes even with typos because I'm in a rush to go and do my day job. If I don't tweet, I won't be fired. But if I don't run the ministry, I will be fired. So that's the, that's the context of it. So some of the questions they are referring to, I don't see them because I, have no, I, I haven't had the time to browse through. And that's, that's one issue. Then the other one is, it's not only Zim code out there. There are other citizens, millions of Zimbabwean citizens, who want, who, who want responses on different things. And, you know, sometimes you respond to that one, sometimes you don't respond to that one, sometimes you just say, oh, this issue is, seems, seems to be trending, let me respond to it. And if they look back, and I think I, I was able to respond on a weekend, because I was a bit chilled at home, relaxed and so on, so I could interact much more. So this, let's, let's have a structured way of asking the questions, like the platform they have, um, set up here or you're set up here then <laughs> trust me bring bring it all bring all the questions we will not select or deselect any questions we will answer them but because there is a structured platform but not haphazard tweets here and there i don't read all tweets on on, on twitter i read once or this one or that one and um anything that comes in, onto my timeline or catches my attention on the few minutes that i would have managed to, to steal from my very busy you know work schedule so if we see you typing furiously, we know it's for our benefit, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> All right. exactly. All right. Um, there have also been talks around um, a lack of sufficient detail on the progress that's been made, including shedding more light on progress made or lack thereof, issues to do with financial details, cost implications, uh, as well as some of these issues that have translated into material benefit for citizens. Does the government have any intention to provide a comprehensive update on these questions and these issues? Look... Our government has been trailblazing in as far as um, transparency and accountability is concerned. Because as far as I know, world over, and I'm putting a challenge out there, world over, I think we're the only government that tells the citizens what would have been discussed on that day in the, in the, in, the, in cabinet. In every jurisdiction that I know of, cabinet discussions are in backwards and they are privileged. 
But this government, last night I arrived in Guero around midnight because we gave a post-cabinet briefing after 7 o'clock at night. Um, why? We waited. We had to give that information to the citizens proactively on the very same day because we wanted it to be dealt with while it was still, still warm. So we do proactively give information as much as possible. But like I said before, the information that you want from me, the information that Mr. Bofana wants, and the information that you, um, the next guy prefers is different for every citizen. Now, if you, if you ask me directly, can you provide this particular information and give me time to gather that information, I will. Like I said before, government generates a lot of content. We are talking of forests and forests of documentation every day, every single day. And we can't just throw them around. We'll be littering the, 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 um, <laughs> the face of our country because that's what we do. So we give snippets of information. But if somebody wants a little bit more, well and good. They ask for it. We give. That's why in terms of Section 62 of our Constitution, we have that Freedom of Information Act. I will keep on coming back to that because I want citizens to know what's available at them, that they, uh, to them, that they can ask anybody for that information and that person is obligated by law to give them that information and to release even they even specify the particular details they want. But I, we can't just be, I can't just come out and, and say, well, the Ministry of Information has um, 16 cars and the Ministry of Health is uh, 22 cars. And then you say, so what? But some, is there an appetite for that information? Show the appetite will release the information. And I've, I've actually got um, a couple of people who've now said, you know, we really would like to to engage with you and to use these channels that you've so helpfully given us on the radio. How do they go about it? Someone is saying, yeah, I've got an issue, uh, say, with Nyatime. Where do I go in order to get information? Oh, the Nyatime, the, the Nyatime he's, he's, yes. So, <laughs> so, the Nyatime one is very simple. Okay, in terms of going, the oh, way to go rather fast. Every institution of government, every public institution, not just government, including local government, every parastatal is obligated to have an information officer in its um, establishment. So, if you walk, um, if you are our contributor right now, walks to, I think it's Manyame, isn't it? Um, the, the Nyatime one, right? between Manyame and Chitungu, and Seke, I think one of those councils, I don't know which council, but if they walk to their appropriate council right now and say, can I have a freedom of information form, application form, they should be given one. Failure for that institution to give them that, to give them the form to apply for information that they want, they, have, they can go to the regulator, which is the Marvel Media Commission, because this this um, that institution will be committing a crime. So they can say, like I said before, there was a meeting in which on which this decision was made. On such say, can I have the minutes of that meeting, or can I have the documentation that pertains to this agreement that was signed between so and so and so and so? That, that um, institution has got a maximum of 21 days I, through I mean, in which to release that information to that person. Otherwise, they should declare why they are not releasing that information in this system of appeal where, I mean, which you can use for somebody else to come in and say you, you're, excused, you're, you're making excuses. You should release the information to the citizen. This is, this is the part of our reform. This is a new law that came with government, with, with a new dispensation in the Second Republic for the very purpose 
that these institutions should be accountable. And if a citizen wants this particular information, they should get it. And you clearly, like I was saying, that our not all information is generic. There is this particular citizen who has had interest in this particular subject for a very long time. I think this is probably the fourth conversation we've had about it. But not everybody else is interested. So, you know, people can just release. But when this particular person is interested, they can ask for it and they should go and get it. Uh, very important uh, there. And I've got Fanson Como coming through. He says, hello, Rumbi and uh, Mr. P.S. I've noted that there's a lot that government is doing with regards to road rehabilitation, and that is commendable. Just one question to the P.S. What are the plans, if any, regarding the Mbuzi traffic circle, the roundabout? Oh, <laughs> what's his name? Oh, F- F- Fanson Como. Fanson, Mr. Como. Mr. Como, a... If you go on my Twitter handle, we've already said that today some details are already being put in place because we are changing um, the roundabout from an intersection to an interchange junction, meaning that um, some roads will not be meeting. So there's a plan there and work is starting today. So there's good news coming on your coming your way. But like I said um, in, in my earlier communication via my Twitter handle, there will be some inconveniences in the first instance because obviously there are going to be road road blockages, there are going to be details, there are going to be you know you know barriers and so forth. So we will be inconvenienced for a few uh, months until that um, interchange is sorted out. So there is a plan, and the plan is being implemented. Exciting. We will certainly look forward to that coming to pass. And uh, this one, uh, simply from Hatcliffe Kid, who says, My question to uh, Mr. Mangwana is Nyayaye, a load shedding schedules. Takafungira Turku Jekesanika, you say, Nema Getsi, Ko, how far Takupi, my load shedding schedules? Ah, very well, Fundam, which was in language, so I will fix my answer as well. The plan to light up Zimbabwe is on course. But that takes um, a number of things. Number one, we are building new power stations, building new turbines, generators, and so on. That's number one. Number two, we are refurbishing the old ones that we have. If there is anything that does not happen overnight in the building, or even the refurbishment of a power station, most of them have got a turnaround period of between three, sometimes even up to seven years. So, as I'm talking to you right now, there is work in progress on doing that. Now, the current load shedding is because of the refurbishment of some Wanke um, uh, stations as well. Right? You know, we are building the seven and eight, and the other ones have to be refurbished. It means certain reconstructions have to be done, rewiring, re whatever. And refurbishment is the long and the short word for it. So, but for them to do that, they have to switch us off. It means the output from that power station becomes less. But it will become, it will be less until they are finished. And when they are finished, then they will put an interrupted supply of electricity. You follow? So it's the same thing that I was talking about when we were talking about the road. So before that road becomes, you know, interruptible less, an interruptible, so to speak, you first have to have interruptions and disruption, so that you sort out the road. Even if you go on Harare, um, Bight Bridge or Mashingo Road, there are a lot of interruptions there, but because they are making it um, seamless as we as we proceed forward. So that's the same thing that's happening to, to power stations. 
We um, the promise was not to have an interrupted power supply from the wet go. No, you have to. It's actually the goal says by certain things will be achieved by 2023. Certain things will be achieved by 2025, and certain gas powered stations will be um, ready by 2024. Some will be ready by 2025. The question is: Is there work in progress? Yes. Is something being done? Yes. Will, will we have this? Aspiration met, yes, indeed, and it's on course. Uh, there's also another question here outlining that uh, they saw. They say, hi, Rumi, thanks for having Mr. Nick Mangwana on the line. Um, and they say, so how far, how much road work has been covered so far under the ERRP2? And is there any plan to work on internal roads within Harare or will that be left to councils? So another, you know, yeah, it seems a road-related question here, Mr. Mongwan. Unfortunately, I can't give you the actual um, mileage of the road work network done because that that will need me getting that information from the Minister of Transport before I come to the program. But yes, obviously, you know, there there are a lot of roads that's being uh, that are being sorted in Arare, especially Arare South. You you travel around. Uh, uh, around the um, um, headfields, you travel around the uh, park town and so on. There are so many roads that are being made, uh, that are being rehabilitated. And obviously, the flagship second road is within Arare. Yes, um, it's within Arare metropolitan province. And it's being sorted out right now as we speak. And uh, like uh, we've already spoken about the Buzi roundabout, a lot is being up- is happening in Arare. A lot is happening in Bulawayo and all other towns, actually. So, yes, we are doing a lot of things across the country, but we are doing things within towns and urban centers. And we have taken that away from council because the president in February declared our roads a state of disaster. Once that has been done, it means that the authority falls onto the president to make sure that the citizenry are traveling on decent and safe roads. That's been done. And um, Mr. Mangwana, moving forward with our discussion, I'm curious to know what the government's plan going forward will be to ensure that citizens do get updates on various issues that have been raised through this How Far campaign. In the beginning, you did speak about the importance of having uh, channels that allow for flow of information as well as uh, uh, a comprehensive flow of answers. What's the plan going forward in terms of dealing with uh, more of the issues that will come up under this campaign? The, the idea is not just about this campaign. Like I said before, the idea is to identify where we believe that there are information gaps and we believe that our release of information has got a deficit. So we will release that information. It's not particularly about only how far can they, because that's not, it's, it's not a formal institution set up by even citizens to um, communicate with government, but it's a stakeholder. It's, it's, whoever is part of this, they are stakeholders, and they are considered of vital importance. Therefore, we engage with them as much as we engage with any other citizen who wants us to give them information. And that's why I express some gratitude on this platform to say this platform is interactive as it is. It's helpful because I am saying, government is saying, bring on the question and we'll respond. And I, I understand that your sister station, the ZTN, 
ZTN, uh, Zimpaper Television Network, is going to run another interactive uh, session um, starting tomorrow with um, under the same how far. Um, so they, they will collect all the questions that are being posed under this uh, banner or under this hashtag and give them give that, those questions to us and we'll respond. Uh, I think we are doing our best considering this consultant time and also considering the granulated nature of the, some of the questions and, and the detail that's, that's needed by citizenry. Very important. Thank you for that. And uh, I'm also seeing... Uh, uh, all right. Okay. Yes. Uh, this one is uh, from Sadat who says, good morning, Rumbi and Mr. Mangwana. I just want a little bit of clarity um, following post-cabinet briefing uh, statements that were made today by uh, the Minister Monica Mchangwa on uh, the banning of unvaccinated congregants from attending church. Uh, and he also asked that uh, he, he heard that there was a court case uh, that nullified uh, that position. And then yesterday there was uh, a different analysis Announcement. So they just want to understand which is worse. And in Dinda here, they also mix their language there. I must see information especially after court processes. The reportage is based on somebody's um, own political inclinations. Now let's go to the case that happened last week. The case was based on the police allegedly having arrested somebody for attending church without a vaccination card. So that person challenged by saying there is no law that obligates me to go to church only if I'm vaccinated. It means that when government made the announcement, government did not follow that up by by gazetting a law. So there was a gap. So government went in and considered that at the present moment there, is, there was no law. But the, 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 the judge restricted this particular uh, his judgment to this particular church and said to this particular applicant, you did not get the consent to represent every other church. So here you are representing yourself. And this judgment applies only to you, not to anybody else who is aggrieved out there. But after this judgment, government rectified the issue that had come, that, that had come up, which was the issue of having no law gazetted or statutory instrument gazetted to operationalize its police position. So it went ahead and gazetted statutory instrument 228B, which sorted out that legislative gap that had um, arisen. And further, they re-emphasized that now, uh, because churches made um, a representation to government to say, can you allow us to have a third two-thirds of our congregants, you know, we are decongesting, we are decongesting workplaces, and churches have been decongested as well. So they say, can we operate at two-thirds of our capacity? And yesterday, government said, no, we have we heard your request, but we believe that it's safe to operate at 50% of your capacity, which capacity should be only utilized by vaccinated congregants. Meaning, because we can't, we can't simply say 100 people like we, did, we do with all other gatherings. Because the sizes of churches differ. Some churches are very massive cathedrals. Maybe they maybe they have the capacity of holding 5,000 people. And we can't tell such a person with, um, or such a church with uh, such a big capacity to um, just have 100 people. If they have the capacity that holds 1,000 people, then it's safe 
put them to host 2,500 people of vaccinated nature. And if somebody has got a church with a, with a capacity of 30 people, then it's safe for them to be able to social distance by having half of their capacity, and that is 15 people of vaccinated congregants. That's the position regarding that. Thank you for the clarity, Mr. Mangwana. We fast run out of time. Uh, perhaps a word for our listeners, the citizens of Zimbabwe, who uh, want to continue to interact with government uh, through this platform uh, or with you playing such a critical role. What would uh, your word be before we let you go this morning? I think the best thing that they can do is to give you their questions in advance on the subject matter because you're always advertising the subject we're discussing, hopefully. So, so that all those questions, especially the ones that need certain details that I need to find out, um, it, it will add value to the program if they give that in advance and the questions are given to me. And then I ask the particular department to give me the detail and I will bring it to the platform. We can certainly do that. We can certainly do that. There you have it. Uh, and uh, oh, one more, one other. Uh, someone is saying, "What does the, what is the statutory instrument?" You said it's two two eight B of two thousand and twenty one. If I'm not mistaken. That's correct. All right. 228B. 228B. It is a pleasure as always. We appreciate your candor. We appreciate your time, Mr. Mangwana. And we will collate those questions and make sure that you have them uh, in respect of uh, next week's discussion. But we will continue to interact with you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Safe uh, travels in Gweru. And allow us as Capitalk to also extend our birthday messages to the President of the Republic. Thank you and thanks to the audience for having me. Absolutely. Good morning. That is the Permanent Secretary in uh, the Ministry of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting Services. His name is Mr. Nick Mangwana. And this program allows you, the citizens of Zimbabwe, of Harare, of Chitungwiza, of Epworth, to speak about your issues. The only platform that we have on radio that allows you to interface with government. And Zimcode starting a campaign, hashtag how far, with government responding this far. And you can continue to send your questions through on 07. 7191004 hashtag interactive government or how far or this far and we will make sure that your questions are brought to the fore and answered and you did hear that and it's all about and which which uh, which channels you're using but the answers are there and if you are looking for information please do go to the various um, ministry and ask for the freedom of information uh, form and from there this information is available to you this was Interactive Government, brought to you by the Zimbabwe Coalition on Debt and Development. Zimcod. Zimcod. Investing in people for social and economic justice.